Good evening to each and every one of you. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Welcome here to All Saints Church. Welcome to this very special service, the enrollment and dedication of the 14 Company Boys Brigade. Uh, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Pastor Darren, and I'm the priest in charge of All Saints English Congregation and the chaplain of the 14, 14 Coy Boys Brigade Company. Now, present with us this day is our guest of honor, Mr. Ku Su Hong, principal of uh, Anglican High School, as well as teachers, volunteers, and guests. Uh, so, church, can I invite you to just put your hands together as we welcome all of them? Uh, one important announcement before we continue on, in case you missed the announcement that was made earlier on. If you do need to go to the toilets, uh, for those of you sitting on my right-hand side, you may proceed to the exit, the door over there at the back. The toilets are at the back. Same for this side. Uh, you exit from the door, the toilets is right at the back there. All right? So with that, can I invite you please to stand as we now have the colour procession. Okay, very good evening to everyone. I'm Pastor Joseph, the youth pastor here. We're just going to begin with a time of songs. You can sing along with us. We just want to share yeah, about who this God is. You can sing along, you can clap along if you know it. You're more than welcome to join us to sing too. Shout out your praise and join the house of the Lord. Our God is surely. 
God who was. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, he holds the victory. Sing it out. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. So we won't be quiet. We shout out.
God who's able. Lord, we thank you for this time that we can just gather in this place. We thank you for this time that we can welcome the sec ones and, and celebrate the sec fours who are handing over. And we know, Lord, that it is you that brought us through. It is you that brought us through. We just dedicate this whole day to you, Lord. Would rocks cry out to worship? Whose glory taught the stars to shine? Perhaps creation longs to have the words to say, but this joy is mine. With a thousand hallelujahs. We magnify your name. You alone deserve the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord Jesus, this song is forever yours. A thousand hallelujahs and a thousand more. Who else would die for our redemption? Resurrection means our eyes. There isn't time enough to sing of all you've done, but I have eternity to try. With a thousand, with a thousand hallelujahs, we magnify your
Sing this chorus again. We're going to let the offer tree back just go around. If you're new to us, offer tree is something that we do as part of our worship. You can just pass the back on to your left or to your right as it comes along to you. You don't need to feel obligated to give. You can just pass it on to your left or to your right to the person next to you. We sing this together. intercession can take a seat good evening good evening welcome to all saints english church um, as christians we pray 
many religions pray, but as Christians, we not only pray for ourselves, we pray for our family members, our friends, we pray for each other, we pray for the bigger world at large. So let's just take a moment to bow our heads and pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, oh, Heavenly Father, the creator and the preserver of all mankind, we pray for men of every race and every kind of need. Lord, make your ways known on earth, your saving power amongst all nations. Heavenly Father, we pray for those who are in pain around the world, who are not well. We pray, Lord, for those who are suffering from the calamities, such as the war in Russia and Ukraine, such as the earthquake that has happened a couple months ago in Syria and Turkey. Father, lots of things, lots of people need your help. They need your love. They need your care. Lord, we pray in your mercy. Father, we also pray for the church, the Christian church throughout the whole world. Guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit that all who claim to be called Christians may be led in the way of truth. Yes, Father, in the truth. And to hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bonds of peace and in the righteousness of life. Father, we pray for the Anglican Diocese. We pray for the whole Singapore Christian Church community. Father, we pray for every parish. We pray, Father, that each church leader, from the bishops to our cell group leaders to the worship leaders, Father, we just pray that you'll continue to bless them and give them favor as we try faithfully to live by your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers, Father. Heavenly Father, we commence to your fatherly goodness all who profess, who are Christians, all who are anxious or distressed in mind or body, comfort and relieve them in need. Give them patience in their sufferings. Yes, patience in suffering and bring good of all their troubles. Father, for those who are here today, Father, we just take a moment to pray for each one of the people here. We pray for their health, spiritual health, mental health, physical health, emotional health, Father. Father, we pray that you touch their hearts, nudge them towards your direction, Lord. We pray that you give them comfort. And those who have ailments, who are not feeling well, we pray for immediate relief. Father, we pray for those who are suffering silently amongst us perhaps at work at school maybe with relatives and family challenges lord father we just pray that you will touch their lives in the most profound way and they will they will all individually everyone here lord have a personal encounter with you lord jesus christ merciful father accept these prayers for the sake of your son our savior jesus christ Amen. Thank you. Well, thank you, Carl, for leading us in the intercession. Congregation, we will now have the act of enrollment and dedication. And you may want to follow the proceeding by looking up at the slides up on the screen. The Boys' Brigade provides activities to help youths 
to attain physical, mental, social, and leadership qualities and encourages them to express what they learn through practical service in the home, community, and school. The officers, helpers, and boys of the Boys Brigade 14 Singapore Company have come together today for their enrollment and dedication service. I will now ask the company to stand as the officers, teachers, primers, and helpers to come forward. Officers and helpers, realizing the responsibilities involved in your leadership as officers and helpers, and recognizing your dependence upon God's strength, I ask you now, do you renew your promise to seek by word and example to serve Christ and His Church in the company? So may God grant you grace to be faithful in your service, enabling you by His grace and strength to continue to give worthy service at all times. You may be seated. Office, officers and privates, please be seated. NCOs, please remain standing. The NCOs are the backbone of the company. Much of the successes in the running of the company depend on you. Chaplain, I present these NCOs to you who wish to reaffirm their membership to the Boys Brigade 14th Singapore Company. Boys, your captain has shown faith in you by promoting you to their ranks. You enjoy the privilege of being chosen as young leaders in the company. Do you now promise to support your officers loyally to carry out your duties in a cheerful and faithful manner at all times? Set a good example to the boys in your company. So may God help you to fulfill your responsibilities as NCOs in the company. NCOs, please be seated. Privates, please stand. Chaplain, I present the rest of the company who are here to enroll into the Boys Brigade 14th Singapore Company. As members of the Boys Brigade, I trust that you understand the demands of service in the company. So I ask you, will you obey the rules of the company and endeavour to set an example of good conduct to your fellow members, to do your best and to be keen and wholehearted in your service to Christ and to the company? So boys, we welcome you here as members of the 14 Singapore Company. Shall we put our hands to welcome them? <laughs> NCOs, please stand together with the rest of the privates. As members of the Boys Brigade, you are part of the worldwide family of the church. So do you promise to be a loyal member of the Boys Brigade and to support all the activities of your company? May God help you to keep your promise, give you the strength to overcome temptation and enable you to be loyal to our great Captain and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And now, affirmation by the church, as I turn to you parents, friends, and members, will you please stand? 
as stakeholders, I ask you, will you endeavour now to maintain a fellowship that the officers and the members of the Boys' Brigade will be encouraged and supported in their work for Christ? Please reply. <laughs> Please be seated. Well, thank you all for coming once again. And at this point of our service, I would now like to invite our guest of honour, Mr. Ku Su Hong, Principal of Anglican High, to give his address. Mr. Ku, please. Um, thank you, Pastor Darren. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me here. Um, I want to thank my teachers, uh, Captain Eugene, and, and inviting me. Thank you, parents, for being here with us. And also want to thank all saints, uh, being a very important stakeholders, really, to support us in that. Just now I watched and saw the parents of set one where you pin the thing, uh, the badge on the, the recruits. I just want to share with you, many years ago, I did that for my son. Um, so uh, I'm a father of a BB boy. And I want to say it's really something that uh, I appreciate a lot what the BB have done for my son, helping him to grow uh, really in maturity, whether in Christ or as in a person. Uh, one of the things as a parents, we wanted him to learn how to cycle, but we failed. But the boys' brigade did it. <laughs> Not only that he just do cycle, but he actually went along with them to do mountain cycling and all these things. And that's boys' brigade. So you parents, you can put high hope on your kids because they are in BBs. Um, and I think that's something that is precious. My son all along went all the way... Um, and continue as a primer. And I think uh, it's good to see many of the primers coming back to serve. I think good to see more and more, and I think this is really encouraging sign for that. So these are some of the things that we, we are thankful for. So, and today, as a service, it is about thanksgiving, to thank God for really seeing how our boys have grown strength to strength, uh, grace upon grace. And this is something that I want to thank the church Pastor Darren, the chaplain, um, Pastor Joseph, um, the captain, the very officers that come back, the primers, and the teachers for really putting their heart and soul to nurture, to guide our boys um, to grow. And I, I, I have, you know, being a principal for 13 years and having two schools that have boys' brigade, uh, I always meet... Um, men who still call themselves boys when they gather together uh, because of Boys Brigade. And I want to say that the bonding is always real. So I was just chit-chatting with some of the boys, um, secretary boys already, and I asked them, what do they most appreciate about Boys Brigade? And they say friends. And I think truly that even today, my son graduate will meet his fellow boys together. Um, uh, he's studying uni uh, once a while, really quite regularly to catch up with each other and just to be with each other. Um, some of them even met to pray for the school before the school start. And those are things that really uh, build a lot. And I think to the All Saints member who are here, uh, Boys Brigade is really a platform of discipleship. And, and I, I really encourage you to pray for the chaplains, to pray for the staff, and pray even yourself being involved and helping the boys in the various things that they need to do. And to the boys, I think whether you are a leader or want to congratulate those who are handing over um, to your leadership, to your junior, 
And those who are taking up the baton or the year one, you are starting your journey as a leader. And I thought I would just quote something from the Bible to encourage all of us as the school always focus very much on servant leadership and this year about create value for others. And, and so in Luke, which I always like to quote this, in Luke, you always talk about um, a, a dispute that arose among the disciples about who is the greatest. And God, and, and Jesus says something to them. And I want to say this to you as a way to remind all of us that as we serve, we are servant leader. A dispute, that's found in Luke chapter 2, verse 24 to 27. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded the greatest. And he said, he means Jesus. Huh? And Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become the youngest and the leader as the one who serves. For who is the greatest? One who reclines at the table or one who serves? It is not the one who reclines at the table, but I am, I am among you as the one who serves. So Jesus actually placed himself as the one who serves. And that, that whole idea that he, son of God, creator of everything, say, I'm the one who serves, remind us that we are to take him as an example, as a servant leader. And I want to share a little story. And I thought, whether to the boys, or the primers, or to every one of us, how powerful is this when we see um, leadership as serving? So there's this uh, real story about, I may have shared with some people, but forgive me if I say that again. Uh, this guy called Johnny. Johnny is a beggar. B-A-G-G-E-R. Not B-E, but B-A-G-G-R. So, so what happens is that in some of the shopping malls, supermarket, they have a person called a beggar. They, they basically help people to beg their stuff so that, you know, very productive, you someone to do the cashier, and then he will help just to put the stuff into the bag. And Johnny has Down syndrome. Um, basically, intellectually, he's slower. And so one day, Johnny was with the supermarket, gone for training, and the trainer told them this, all of you can make a difference. And so Johnny took that quite seriously, very seriously. And he started to think and wonder, what can I do to make a difference? even though I'm a beggar. And so, he thought about it and said, this is what I like to do. He loved quotes, quotes that inspire people. Not something that he wrote, but he read somewhere and he loved it. And so he decided to do this. I can make a difference if I were to just print out the quote and put it in the bag. And so Johnny did that. He pulled along his father to do that. And when he and father did together, they print a lot and they were cut to sleep and he was signed behind that coat. And every time the bag comes for him to pack, he will put one of his sleep there and tell people, I hope my coat will inspire you. And he did that. And the amazing thing was that three weeks later, Johnny's queue is three times longer than others' queue that people didn't mind longer wait because they want to get a quote from him. And, and the amazing thing is that Johnny made one more difference. 
the rest of the staff start to wonder, how can I make a difference? How can I make somebody's day better? And all of them use different talents of theirs to make sure that those who came to their supermarket experience different things. That's servant leadership. When he decides to serve, to make a difference, to create value, he led the whole place, the whole workplace to think differently. I want to challenge those who are taking out the leadership that being leaders is not about raising your voice, shouting command, or threatening, but really example of as a servant leader and lead by example. And as you seek to serve, to make a difference, you change the culture. And those of us who are in leadership know this, the hardest thing to change is culture. And Johnny did it because he sincerely wants to make a difference. And I trust that all of us sure and steadfastly that you know, we want to make that difference and that you will do that. Thank you. Again, I want to thank the church for the partnership. We are very blessed and I want to take this opportunity to thank the congregations, thank Pastor Darren, Pastor Joseph and the class for blessing the school. Thank you. All right, now we're going to hear a few testimonies from our outgoing sec force. Um, first, let's give a round of applause to the outgoing company sergeant major, Warren Officer Jarrett Wee. Mr. Ku, Mr. Lo Tian, Jian Xin, uh, Reverend Darren, parents, teachers, officers, primers, members of All Saints Church, and members of the Boys Brigade. A very good morning to all, good evening, sorry, good evening to one and all. I am Warren Officer Jared Wee, Company Sergeant Major of the Boys Brigade 14 Singapore Company. I'd like to thank the guests of honor, as well as the parents, for taking your time to be here today. Parents, if this is the first time you've been to an enrollment parade, not only is it a time for boys to be promoted and for sec force to hand over to the sec trees, it is also a time for us to show our sincerest and deepest gratitude to all of you. On behalf of all the boys and boys here today, I'd like to thank you for all the sacrifices that you have made for us. <clears throat> even, even though we don't notice it at times. To my parents, thank you for always showing me that trying my best is enough and uh, I wouldn't be standing here if not for you. Oh, um, boys, boys, maybe now please put our hands together to thank our parents. <laughs> Mr. Tan, Mr. Yo, Mr. Chua, Captain Eugene, church staff, and primers. On behalf of all the boys here today, I'd like to thank you for your unwavering support and trust in us. You have always had up. Okay. Wow. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> you have always had our backs, and I really appreciate all the effort you've put in to mentor and guide us. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. It is um, a great honor that to be able to work with you, and I really want to thank you for really um, taking the time out of your busy schedules to come and be with us. It means a lot. Boys, can we please put our hands together to thank them as well? Okay, I'm gonna stop crying now. Okay, okay. Throughout my tenure at CSM, I have watched you boys grow emotionally, in maturity, and as leaders. Though I am aware that to many of you, I may have come off as Mr. Scary CSM, I really hope that's not how you remember me. Though I have made my fair share of mistakes, I trust that I have been a role model to each and every... Stop! <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, uh, I trust that I have been a role model to each and every one of you, and I hope that I have managed to cultivate a culture of respect and discipline um, among you and also unity with your batchmates. To the set ones, even though the past month has been really rushed and you know hectic, y'all have pushed through and bonded with each other well and adapted quickly. You know what I would have told myself as a set one was to treasure the time you have now. Time flies fast and soon it may be your time to stand here today where I am. Have fun, make my memories and listen to your seniors and parents. Sometimes you won't understand what they're trying to tell you until they actually tell you, and, and until you are actually in their position yourself. So, just be good, and you know, make the make the best of what you have now. Despite being unable to take you much during CCA, I have seen leaders in all of you, and um, it's it's been um, a pleasure to see you all bond so much together. My only regret is that I couldn't get to know all of you as well as I hoped to during the limited time I have with you. To the sec twos, I remember taking you all the way in sec one. You were all new to the CCA, and I was all, like new to the whole leadership thing. Honestly, it always felt like I was growing alongside you, um, both on our different paths, of course. Your batch has always been so fun to be with, and throughout the past one year, I have seen you all develop as a batch and as individuals. You are zealous, capable, caring, and friendly all in one. It has been my pleasure to have a personal connection with each of you. And I hope that you won't forget your sec force even after we hand over. Sec dues, I hope you continue to make us proud. <laughs> to the sec trees, it has been a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to your batch. For the majority of our term, we were very worried and terrified about how unprepared your batch was to take over. But honestly, to everyone's surprise, y'all took a 180 degree turn and proved us all wrong. You know, at the very start of our term, we asked you what your batch did best in, with a blank expression on his face. Corporal Joel Cole told us, have fun, law. So, but that is not true. Your batch is a bond that my batch could never have, and you guys are like brothers who support and depend on each other, and I do not wish for that to change, ever. You have this fighting spirit in each of you that stands in the face of any adversity you may encounter. The lows were low, but the highs could not have been more high. I see incredible potential in each of you, and I can't wait to see how the company will grow under your leadership. Sectaries, you have made us proud. Finally, uh, 
finally to the SAC force. Oh, wow, it has been a long three years and a very tough journey with many frustrations, but also joys and successes. I can even remember in SAC 1 how we were all like this tall. Um, <laughs> we have all grown as brothers. We played, we fought, we cried, but what matters is that we did it together. Lastly, I want to thank God for all that he has brought me through. With every step, <clears throat> with every step, every decision I made in my secondary school life, he was right behind, behind me, guiding me, nurturing me, and comforting me. One verse from the Bible I always like to remind myself is Proverbs 21, 31. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory rests with the Lord. I trust that God has worked and will continue to work his way in me and in this CCA as well as every boy that is touched by it. With that, I would like to conclude my speech. Thank you all for your continued support. Next, let's invite the Assistant Company Sergeant Major, Warren Officer Nathaniel Sip. Mr. Ku, Reverend Darren, Mr. Lo Tian Sing, teachers, captains, primers, <gasps> parents, and staff, and members of All Saints Church, and members of the Voice Brigade. Good evening to one and all. I'm Nathaniel Sim, the Assistant Sergeant Major of the Voice Brigade. Um, my journey in BB has certainly not been a bit of roses, uh, um, but neither is it one that I will ever forget. There are some memories I made here, some good and like, some I would like totally rather forget. But whatever it is, BB has helped me grow so much as a person and helped me to be a better boy. I remember times like my batch got punished for all the foolish things we did. I'm sure my batchmates can recall a few. Hmm? Yeah, but um, um, of course we were punished for them but, and they were anything but fun. But I realized that um, everything, that all the punishments, all the drills, PT, all of it, all play a part in teaching us some core values that BB um, revolves around, like discipline and leadership. My teachers, such as Mr. Yo, Mr. Cha, and uh, Mr. Tan, who sadly isn't here today, um, <clears throat> have all helped me to grow and guided me to make the right choices in BB. My seniors, primers, captain, have always been there to help me learn and be a better person. All these people have sacrificed their time for us, and I'm really grateful for that. Of course, there's so many other people that like that have played a part in my journey, uh, but um, I don't really have enough all the time to thank them anymore because that kind of took all the time. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, um, continuing on, leading the company has also added its fair share of stress in my life. Um, like there were times I wanted to just rip my hair out and like, I don't know, like just, yeah, it was very stressful, but being able to see my juniors grow, just makes it all worth it. Yeah, all of you have grown so much uh, since the day we took over. I would never be able to foresee such exponential growth in all of you. And uh, I, I hope that you all continue to nurture and, and grow this great potential within you and BB. Um, at least now, for the sectaries, I can peacefully step down knowing that BB will at least not turn to like trash, yes. Um, yeah. Um, even though I'm leaving soon, I will forever cherish the memories that I have with my juniors and the company. I remember the chaos and fun during wet games where it became a full-fledged water fight. Yeah. I remember all the eggs y'all broke during camp. And I, I, 
I remember a time Henry kind of crashed into a bike cause his, no, crashed into a tree cause his bike broke. Yeah. All these little moments I will cherish and keep with me for a long time. I will, miss, I will really miss being VB, but more importantly, I will miss my batchmates, my juniors, my teachers, my seniors, all who have been with me throughout my journey. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you for your time and attention. Thank you, Jared and Nat. Jared and Nat were also on the band just now. Jared was on drums and Nat was on guitar. So yeah, just give a round of applause along with Patrick, our primer, and Caleb over there. And last but not least, prepare to laugh. Chen Niu, Tian Hui! Let's welcome Warrant Officer Chen Niu, Tian Hui. My speech today will be surprisingly unfunny. It's quite sad. Good evening, Mr. Ku, Mr. Lo Jianxin, Reverend Darren, teachers, captain, primer, staff of All Saints Church, English congregation, parents, and fellow boys. Ah, no, Daniel, I did it in one breath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Warren Officer Chiu Tianhui, not Chen Yu, by the way. Chief Recruit Instructor, Andrew NCO of the Boys Brigade, 14 Singapore Company. If I told my sec one self that I'll be up here giving a testimony for the Boys Brigade, I would have laughed in my own face. I'll be honest here and say that BB was not my first option, but also that if I had any, if I had a chance to do anything different, anything different, if I, <laughs> sorry, if I had, that if I had a chance to redo everything, I wouldn't do anything differently. After all, we aren't forced to be botak, to cut our hair botak for team spirit. Like, uh, <laughs> my time in BB ha definitely hasn't been an easy one. But what can one expect? We are a uniform group after all. But the memories that I've made in BB regardless of good or bad, are ones that I'll treasure long after I leave the CCA. <laughs> as much as I will forget, like to forget about all the times we got punished for all the silly mistakes we did, especially if we were scolded for the mistakes of a few, we stood together as a band of brothers and took the punishments. Though these punishments were difficult, and at times we even felt they were unreasonable, we followed through, and in the process, we all understood the values that our seniors wished to instill with us with such punishment, discipline, and self-respect. One of the most memorable times I've had during my time in BB will be, be, will be becoming the acting company sergeant major when the exco all had to, to participate in the school's annual NDP celebration. Through this experience, I've learned that the full weight of a leader has to that the full weight of the lead, that, the lead, that a leader has to shoulder that I've never experienced only as an NCO. Through this experience, I've, earned, I've gained a greater appreciation for the responsibilities attached to leadership. Moreover, I learned to take ownership of the decisions, decisions that I make regardless of whether the results turn out good or bad. Most importantly, I've learned to step out of my comfort zone and take the lead. Of all, this was a good experience to 
learn to manage people better. Can't scroll. But throughout my term as an NCO, I've learned many lessons on leadership and more about myself. During this time, I've faced many challenges and setbacks, but they have taught me to be as adaptable and flexible, as things often go differently than expected. Additionally, I've also learned to be able to accept and respond to feedback, as I, as I can never always be correct. Most importantly, I learned to learn from previous mistakes and to never make such mistakes again. One such mistake was when I neglected to do up the drill proposal as a drill NCO due to a miscommunication between my, my NCO council. Cost, and that costed me my promotion to sergeant. <laughs> but from then on, I always, met, I always made sure to complete and submit all my drill proposals on time, <laughs> such that very is the required drills to be taught can be run smoothly. Yeah. Last but definitely not least, I would like to thank everyone that has guided me through my journey with the BB. My parents, Mr. Tan, Mr. Chua, Mr. Yo, Captain Eugene, and Primus for being pillars of support and encouragement as well as mentors throughout these four years that I've been in the Boys Brigade. As much as I would like to thank all of you personally, <laughs> of course, there's a shortage of time due to how long someone's speech was. Just kidding, just kidding. But yeah, so I just leave my juniors with something. Uh. For the next, as for the next batch of CEOs, NCOs, <laughs> CEOs, <laughs> I'd like to wish you all the best in all that you do in your limited time as an NCO. As though I haven't taken you much throughout my term, I hope that you will all continue to improve as you have for the past year. And remind you that, and I quote, you will never walk alone. <laughs> and, in that, and in your journey as an NCO, and in your journey as an NCO, whenever you feel the need to, do fall back on your batchmates or even your primers and officers, as running the company is no easy feat. And definitely cannot be done alone. As for sec the secondary tools, I never got to take your batch as recruits, but I got to see you all grow from privates to lance corporals, and I've say, I have to say, I am proud of what you have become, and I hope that you will bond well in your batch and prepare to take up a leadership position as, as at this time next year, you will be the ones about to take the reins from your current sec trees. Sec ones, though our time together was short and the schedule was very rushed, I hope that you will you will all grow into the leaders that I see in each and every one of you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you everyone for your time and your attention. Thank you, Tianhui. Okay, some really quick announcements before we continue the rest of the service. Bear with us for a little bit. First up, this is for everyone here. Um, first up, we are going to be organizing a BB fundraising walk on the 8th of April. That is the Easter Saturday. Um, what's going to happen is we have a donor who will donate $10 for every person who walks one round around Badok Reservoir. And then if you bring a friend, the donor will then donate $100 if you walk with a friend around Badok Reservoir. So I want to encourage all of us. It's at 8 a.m. at Badok Reservoir, the restaurant right in the front of Badok Reservoir at Wawawa Restaurant. 
Um, you can sign up at the QR code right now. I'll give us maybe two minutes to do that. You can sign up on the QR code right now. Um, and we, will, we hope to see you there. This is as part of BB Week for 2023. Okay, so if you walk, $10, you bring a friend, $100. Okay. Second announcement is with regards to a little bit, bear with us for a little while, it's a little bit of a church announcement. With re just a reminder for all Saints Church members. Oh, wait, I'll go here first. Okay. Easter, Holy Week is coming up. So for next weekend and the weekend after, this will be our service schedule for the next two weeks. We're going to invite everyone who's here to come and join us as well. Our Palm Sunday service will take place on Sunday. So next Sunday at 5 p.m. in the Sanctuary will be our Palm Sunday service. The following week will be Good Friday. It will happen at 1 p.m. in the Sanctuary. And then on Easter Sunday, 5 p.m. in the Sanctuary, there will be dinner after that as well. Okay, so you might want to take a photo of this. The church phone is, has just been revived, so I'll send this out later. Yeah. Okay, so Holy Week, Palm Sunday, next Sunday, 5 p.m. in the Sanctuary. Next, the following Friday, 1 p.m. in the Sanctuary. And then the Sunday after that, on the 9th of April, will be 5 p.m. here as well. Okay, and then one last one is just a reminder to all All Saints English members that we are having our annual general meeting on the 15th of April. Um, the emails will be going out this week. I won't say anything more than that. I'll go out by next week, rather. Please approach um, our admin staff, Sui Heng. That's so weird for me to say, because she's my mother. Uh, <laughs> Please approach our admin staff, um, Sui Heng, to check that your names are on the electoral roll. Okay, so our AGM is happening on the 15th of April. With that, going to invite the new company sergeant major, um, Corporal Joel Tay, to come. <laughs> to come and do the scripture reading before Reverend Darren will share today's message. So, uh, hello everybody. I'll be doing the scripture reading today. Uh, so it's from uh, Titus 2, verse 1 to 10. Uh. Uh, yep. um, I don't really have the verses with me. Bad, uh, technical issues. Okay, so, okay, so uh, we'll start. Uh, if you are a Christian, you can just read with me. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be re reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. 
They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled, show yourself in all respect to be a model of good works, and in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Born servants are, are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that in everything that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Saviour. Alright, thanks. Right, thank you, Joel. Church, before we begin, can I invite you to just bow our heads as we receive the word? <coughs> Gracious and heavenly Father, we praise you, Lord, for your goodness. We acknowledge your love for us. And now, Father, as we come before you, we pray that your word that is spoken to us may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. You know, the island of Crete is situated east of Europe somewhere in the Mediterranean Sea. If you don't know where is it located, you can have a look up in the screen. It is right up there. Legend has it that this place happens to be the birthplace of the Greek god Zeus, measuring approximately about 260 kilometers long in length, 56 kilometers wide, and with its coast covered with beautiful sandy beaches and clear blue waters, it certainly makes an ideal holiday getaway, as the scenic picture reveals. I know we just ended our one-week break, huh? but maybe it's time to plan for another vacation trip. And if you're thinking about it, maybe Crete will be a good place. But you know, biblically, the island of Crete is also of great significance. Why? Because as you will, as you will see, in mentioned in chapter 1 of this book in Titus, the Apostle Paul, after his release from his first imprisonment in Rome, he founded the church over there. And then when his presence was required elsewhere, we are told that he duly appointed his co-worker Titus, a Gentile convert, to remain behind to complete three vital tasks. Titus was first to develop an organization structure within the local church. And this involves the identification the training and the appointment of elders or capable leaders, of which the qualities and responsibilities are clearly spelled out in verses six, and verses 6 to 9. And as we are aware, any organization requires excellent leadership. Why? Because without leadership, there will be no direction. And so Titus was tasked to find leaders, and the purpose of appointing these leaders was simply to shepherd the church. And it was indeed a tedious and difficult task to undertake. Considering as what Paul tells us, you know, that the attitudes and the culture of these Cretans, Paul describes them as liars, brutes, and lazy gluttons. As for Titus' second task, it was simply to follow up the first, and which is to simply train these leaders that was appointed, and they were trained to address, to combat the ever-growing number of false teachings that were present at the time. You see, false doctrines were pervasive 
and common. There were plenty in those days. And in order for the church to remain strong, in order for the church to remain stable, the truth needed to be emphasized and taught by these reliable leaders. So that was Titus' second task. And moving on to the next chapter, which is our passage for today, we discovered that the third task required of Titus is to form the right type of Christian community. And this is what I want to address to you in the 14 company, and to a certain extent, what is shared today is also applicable to the church as well. You see, just as there are people of different age, gender, and race in any community, Paul recognized the same thing here in the island of Crete. He referenced mainly to three groups of people, the older men and women, the younger men and women, and lastly, to the slaves. <laughs> no wonder you're all laughing. I think the PowerPoint too fast. Uh. Wait, la, slowly, PowerPoint. <laughs> all right, and to this various group of people in the church, Paul instruct them with a list of do's and don'ts, okay? And in like manner, as you can see, all right, we can parallel them, uh, we can parallel the 14 company as, as a community consisting of these three groups, all right? The older ones are, it's a reference to you, sec four boys and the primers, the younger ones to the sec two and threes, and of course, the newer one, the recruit. Now, although Paul mentioned girls, uh, ladies, uh, that doesn't concern you all, okay? So ignore the part, all right? But nevertheless, it does refer, we can learn something from here. And for all saints, well, it's simply the older saints, perhaps those of you who are older, more mature, the younger saints, maybe the youth in our midst or the new one that's coming in, and of course the newer saints, those who are new within the congregation. And so how then do we, consisting now of this, you know, different ages and experiences, how then do we ensure that we form the right and build up the right community? How do we connect? How do we build this relationship with one another. Well, this is where we find that Paul's instruction comes in very handy. You see, what he directed to the various group in the Cretan congregation is also applicable for all of us in our context. So today, we want to briefly look at what Paul instructs and see what we can learn on how we can build the right community that we have. And so we find that Paul begins now with the first group, the older man and the older woman. Now, it's important for us to note that this older group is not necessarily represented by the age, as the word older may not, may simply point those mature in knowledge or those mature in experience. Hence, we can classify that this group of older men and women are the leaders. And as I had mentioned, in our case for you boys, it will be those of you who are in the secondary four as well as the primus. What can we learn from Paul's instruction? Well, in, in addressing this group, Paul tells us that you are to be sober-minded. You are to be dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and steadfast love. So let's look at the first one. Why did Paul tell the Christian, the Cretan Christian, to remain sober-minded? Well, it'll be interesting to find out that actually the Cretan Christians they are notoriously known for their drinking habit. So Paul urged them to be moderate in the use of wine. But for us, to be sober-minded simply means to be calm, to be restrained in the midst of any difficult situation so that we are able to think straight 
and solve the problem that is right in front of us. You see, when calmness is absent, panic strikes. And when there's panic, it will often lead to mayhem and much disorder. Isn't that true? I think we have seen many incidents and examples of this. So Paul tells us, you boys, as leaders, you need to be sober-minded. You need to be calm. You need to be able to think straight and solve the problem. He also tells them to be dignified. To be dignified here is to be solemn or stately. Now, let me suggest to you that being solemn does not mean you cannot be joyful, all right? Being solemn does not mean you always put on that stern face all the time. Rather, to be dignified, to be solemn, it is marked by the seriousness in your responsibility as seniors to lead the younger ones under your charge. It is an indication of one who is matured, one who is respected in the areas of character, conversation, and your conduct. And let me say that all these three attributes of your character, your conversation, and your conduct they are fundamental in any leadership. Because can you imagine what would happen if you, the older ones, you, the leaders in the community, you were lacking in any of these three things? You'll find that there would simply be chaos. Everybody will do whatever they liked. Paul further says that to you, in this group, you are also to be sound in faith, in love, and it's that personness. And this life, and this simply means to live out a life that is worthy based on the doctrines, based on the teachings as found in the Word of God. And these are the type of standards that those of you who are older and mature, you should be striving towards for. Paul now arrows, <coughs> as we continue on in verse 3, he now addresses to the older woman within the cluster. He tells them likewise, meaning to say, they too, they must display the same reverent behavior as their male counterpart. And the emphasis, therefore, for us is that we need to reflect this purity and this holiness. But of more importance, look with me now to verse 3, where Paul highlights that not only this, this, this group of people, they are also called to avoid being a gossiper. And as Paul mentions here, he says, avoid being slanderous. Now, I'm sure many of us, we know how dangerous slandering or bad-mouthing others can be. Many innocent people have been hurt by rumours, by words that are untrue. <coughs> Life has been ruined, families have been destroyed, and I'm sure we don't like being accused of something we didn't do. So here is a very important warning for us. Let us be careful to mind our tongue. That if things are not true, don't go around bad-mouthing. Don't go around slandering. Don't go about spreading rumors. The author of the book of James tells us that the tongue, though it is small in nature, as compared to the other parts of the human body, like the liver or the heart, the tongue can nevertheless affect a tremendous impact on the life of others. The book of James tells us that the tongue is like a fire which can set a forest a place. So it is pivotal that we are able to tame and control our tongue. And let me share with you that a good principle to remember and to live by is what the wise words of Proverbs chapter 10 verse 19 says, that when words are many, sin is not absent. When words are many, sin is not absent. 
This simply tells us that when you keep talking, the more you talk, sometimes you can end up telling things that is not true. You may end up sinning. So be careful in the use of your words. Refrain from all unhealthy talk. Instead, as leaders, Paul says, use your tongue to teach what is good, to impart knowledge, to impart experience, especially to those who are younger. And such commendable act, it must be said, are not just is to be exercised by all and not just only to those who are older. In a society where there's a healthy mixture of the young and old, it is you, the older one, the matured one, with vast experience, they have so much to offer, you need to impart this knowledge. It will indeed be foolish if you are marginalized or discounted. No wonder you find that Paul urges the older congregation here that it is their responsibility to declare these things to the younger ones. And who is the younger one? It is the second group that Paul wants to draw our attention to. And so the younger ones, if those of you who fall into this category, what is it that you need to do? Paul says you are to embrace what is being passed down. And the significance of this cannot be ignored. Why? Because if the older ones have the responsibility of teaching the younger generation, then the latter have the responsibility of listening and receiving what is being taught. This is what the Bible terms as discipleship. The older one needs to teach the younger one, and the younger one needs to receive it. And so we find that as Paul, as in the previous group, he now divides this cluster into two. He first addressed the younger woman. <coughs> he challenged them that they, are, they need to learn from the seniors on how to do the following things. <coughs> Firstly, he says, you need to learn how to display love for the family. This simply means you need to show, you need to be kind, you need to be affectionate. You see, if you cannot learn to love your own family, how can you love others within the community? So start at home. Then Paul says you need to learn to be self-controlled. Being self-controlled simply means to be disciplined. I know this word discipline is not a word that many of us like. Yeah? But discipline is important in life. Discipline is important in leadership. If you don't have discipline in your timing, you don't have discipline in your own lifestyle, things can go bad. So as a leader, it's important that you need to be disciplined in these areas. Paul also says you need to be pure, meaning to say you live a holy lifestyle. You need to manage the household. Why is this important? Again, if you are able to manage the household, it simply means you are capable. And again, the Bible teaches us, if you are not capable in the small things, how can you be capable with the bigger responsibilities in life? And lastly, and most importantly, Paul tells this group of people, you need to learn to be submissive, to be obedient. And then as you move on to the younger men within this cluster, we find that the instruction is almost identical because, as he, because he seems to reinforce what he had mentioned earlier. He mentioned things like self-control, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech. In other words, simply put, Paul is saying that this group of people, you are to be a good role model in all things to all people such that no one can accuse you and no one can say anything bad about you. And this now brings us to the last category that we cannot ignore. We find that though Paul mentions them as slaves, 
in his letter, they are nevertheless equally important as they are still considered part of the community. And in our context, the group consists of you new recruits. But don't get me wrong, okay? I'm not referring to you guys as slaves, okay? And the older ones, don't treat them as slaves, huh? Okay? If I find out, that's it, all right? So please don't treat them as slaves. It just happened that you just form under this category. Now, what is expected from you? Again, you find that Paul states nothing new, but what he's suggesting here is quite self-explanatory. Paul tells you that you, in this group, you are to be submissive, well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, showing good example, renounce all forms of godliness and worldly passion, live a godly life. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's simply because it mirrors what you declared earlier on in your dedication to be part of this company. So boys, even though you may be in this category, your time will eventually come when you be the older batch. And when the time arrives, it is your responsibility to show the example to the newer ones who will be taking over your place. So to sum up, the instruction for us, if we are to live, to build up this community as one, what do we need to do? The older ones, the set forth, the primers, your role is to lead as a servant. And as Mr. Ku has mentioned, we need to learn to be a servant leader. To the younger group, the sec three, to sec twos and threes, you are to show to be a good example to those under you. And for the newer group, be submissive, be obedient. So regardless of whether we are members in the church or boys in the 14th company, let us together build up the right company for God's glory and for God's purpose. Let us pray. So gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to gather here as a family, as a community, to dedicate, to enroll the boys in the 14th company. And we continue to pray, Lord, that, Lord, as we work together as one, as we build up this right company, as we consist of different ones, the older group, the younger group, and the newer group, may we all learn from the instructions that has been given in your word to be obedient, to do as what you have told us to do. So, Father, we commit ourselves to you. We commit this company into your hands. That we pray that, Lord, whatever we do, we continue to bring glory to your wonderful name. We thank you and we praise you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to have the benediction now, following that with the closing song. So let's continue to receive the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and remain with each and every one of us now and forevermore. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be and remain with each and every one of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand as we close our service. We close with a little new rendition of an old hymn to declare to God be the glory. Leaving heaven's throne forever with eternity in mind to redeem the wounded soul to bring the
standing as we invite the colors party for the processional. come to an end. We're just going to pray for dinner and then for parents and um, parents and guests, we're going to invite you first to the side hall on our right for dinner. Um, boys, please stay. We're going to have photo taking. Um, Joel, can you stand by? Yeah. And then um, parents later on, feel free to come back in and take photos of your boys individually. And we just give thanks for dinner and then we'll call an end to the service. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for each of these boys who are with us. We thank you that, um, for how they have grown for the sec fours and the twos and threes and the journey that they have taken so far. For the sec ones, indeed, we welcome them with open arms and we just pray that, Lord, you are be the one that continue to grow them. We pray that you bless the food to our bodies uh, and bless our time together as we get to know one another more and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome to come back on Palm Sunday, next Sunday. Um, the dinner is on the hall to my right, so your left. Um, boys, can you hold first? Uh, we are. We are rich, we are we are Actually, okay, okay, sorry, sorry, prime up, prime up, can you all help me? Okay, just now. As we planned out. Where are you? Okay. Uh, okay, can we have Paolo's row? Just now the people who were in Paolo's row on the siding come here and stand on stage with me. Can we kill the music? Okay, yeah, those on Paolo's row, come and stand on the stage with me. Lie, 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 chapat, chapat, chapat. Paolo's row, Paolo's row, in your position. Paolo on this side, the other marker on the other side. 
Wait, wait, Paolo's Rovers, Paolo's Rovers. Relax, relax, relax. Paolo there, Paolo there. Yes. Okay, Paolo's row go in, Paolo on the right. Okay, all the markers can go in. Uh. So Paolo, Hayden, Jaden, and John go in. And then everyone else match accordingly. Lie, lie, lie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, you all can hug later. Just set up, set up, set up, then we can see. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, everyone get in your position first. Can you, you were there, man? There's no way you were there. You were never sized just now, is it? Can you go behind? Just go behind. Oh, then never mind, never mind. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, grab from. Okay, never mind. I mostly flip the sanctuary bench around. Wait, wait, wait. Everyone go in and then let me shift you. Go in, don't move first. Brayden, go, go back, 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 back. Last row center. Okay, everyone. Okay, Nicholas is my center marker, okay? Okay, uh, so the Nicholas that row, okay? Everyone on Nicholas that row, you're 45 degree your body towards me. Uh, towards that side, rather. Everyone on this side of Nicholas, 45 degree towards me. And then squeeze in lah. I don't mean make a space. Close up. Okay, okay, then Kai Cheng, squeeze in, squeeze in, squeeze in, squeeze in. The primers will go behind and in front. 